Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it is beautiful. If you find you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red Tell Me More button, and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited about today's show as every one of our guests from this week has provided us with bonus material. This is what we call Follow Your Yes Friday. In the 20 years that I've been doing research and working with partners and, and, and relationships and men and women, one of the things that I've found missing in many partnerships is, well, we tend to forget or maybe we just neglect to follow our intuition or what I call our yes, that gut feeling that tells us, here's what your next step is. Instead, what happens is we we tend to be in our partnerships and we're operating solely from our head. We're analyzing everything. We're disregarding just what our gut's telling. Sometimes we do pay attention. We we recognize that yes, that, that instinct, and we start to follow it. But here's the trick. We tend to not really own it. We don't defend it. We don't we don't set our boundaries with conviction. And this results in us abandoning our yes. We ultimately end up proceeding in our partnerships based on somebody else's yes. They put theirs on the table and we just go, oh yeah, that's good. And we go with theirs. What we're going to look at today, I've asked every one of our guests about their yes. Not just when they followed their yes, but also when they haven't. What happened when they didn't follow their yes? They didn't follow that gut feeling that said, oh, this is what you need to do next, and instead went strictly off their intellect and their analyzer and said, nope, nope, that doesn't pencil. I'm going to keep on this path. We've got information from every single guest that you heard this week that's going to help you understand the power of following your yes. Now, here we go. Vedic astrologer and relationship coach Carol Allen joined us, and she shared an amazing story about how things like, he's so cute, can get in the way of following your yes. Carol, thank you so much for everything you shared on the interview. And I, I want to ask you one more favor, if you would. If, if you would help us illustrate the power of following your yes, your internal guidance. And, and where I'd like to start is actually to have you share a time in your life when you did not follow your yes. Maybe at that time, you, you didn't even realize you had one. But when you look back, you're going, geez, it was so clear. I mean, I knew exactly what I should do, and I still didn't do it. Tell us about that time. Well, it's uh, it's a really, really common one, Ken. <laughs> and it's one that women in my workshops confess to me all day long. So, uh, so I was really, really motivated to find my partner, and I was – my romantic partner, I was really motivated to get married. So I mm-hmm. dated like crazy and I would often fall for the, he's so cute problem. Mm. <laughs> so, and it got, so I would, I would go on a date and I would know in the first 30 seconds 
if it was a good idea or not. And I would literally have almost like a movie just play out in front of my <laughs> eyes. And it's not because I'm an astrologer, so I have extra psychic ability or anything like that. I'm a totally normal person, which is why I need astrology charts and a computer to tell you anything, because I'm not a psychic, right? Mm -hmm. But I just had this really good intuition when I would meet people, and I, so many of us do. And that voice would say, uh-oh, bad idea, don't do this. But then that other voice would say, but he's so cute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I had a boyfriend that on our first date, he walked in and a voice said, uh-oh, he drinks too much and he hates his mother. I just could tell by looking at him. But he was so cute. He was so cute, people followed him down the street. People begged him to paint him. You know, every waiter or waitress from both sides of the of the aisle, so to speak, would leave him their number. I mean, he was, he had old girlfriends calling at two in the morning from seven years ago. He was so cute. And so I overrode what I knew, and I had a year and a half of dating a drunk guy who hated his mother. And then... <laughs> ultimately hated women because you know mom mm -hmm. was the archetype of all women so that was that was that was a good lesson i didn't do that again i didn't do that again good i'm glad to hear that <laughs> you know it's it's so funny because what you just described there of like you he walks in and you know that yeah this is not this is not my guy Right, right but then away. you override Instantly. it with what your rational mind says or what the list is of, but I really, he's so cute and I'd like to have a cute guy. So maybe yeah, I'll figure this out. And, you know, sometimes it's not so extreme. It's not always like they're drunk and they're an asshole. You know, yeah. sometimes it's just you have that knowing that this isn't your person. But because we're not made of wood, Ken, and we're lonely and we're, yeah. you know, and it, it it's not, it's not every day we meet somebody great who likes us right like this guy had a lot of great qualities and he liked me and it's it can sometimes take herculean strength to listen to that knowing yeah. but i will tell you every woman who i've ever talked to who's divorced when i say on your wedding day what did you know they always knew yeah it was a mistake but they did it anyway and they had very good reasons but if you really know Please don't, please don't go against what you really know. Yeah, yeah, and and I think you just hit on the real crux of this is what you really know. That is your yes. That's your internal guidance. And you know, when I put this segment together, it it stemmed from a conversation I had with my friend Kurt. And Kurt came up to me years ago, and he goes, "Ken, I figured it out." And I'm like, "What?" And he goes, "It's either yes." or it's no. Oh. <laughs> and I'm just, that was pretty much my reaction. <laughs> I was like, Gee, I th love thanks, that. Kurt. Thanks. That's really helpful. But then I started to, to talk to him about it. And he said, you know, because your yes is clear. You just like, you know it, you feel it, you know, this is your yes. Everything else is a no. But we keep trying to make the no's into yeses. And that's what sucks the life out of us. He's like, what if you just went from yes to yes to yes? And it was like, whoa, okay, there was more to this than that initial comment. <laughs> but it's right. true. If we can really pay attention to what is that really true yes, that true internal guidance, well, that's the divine guiding us. And it's when we right. try and take those no's and make them into yeses that 
we go down these weird paths and go, why did I waste my time on that? I knew I shouldn't have done that. So thank you for sharing that story. And what I'd love to have you do, Carol, is flip this around now and take us to a time in your life when you had a clear yes, and not only did you recognize it, but you did follow it. What happened then? Uh, well, I mean, I've already pretty much shared it, but it was really a miracle to me when I saw that first mentor I was talking about. When I saw him online, he was a total stranger, and I went, oh, my God, that's the guy, that's the guy, that's the thing, mm. that's what I want to do, that's it, that's it, that's it. And I had never had such a full knowing like that. I would never had such a huge shazam like that i mean i i had spent a lot of years going i don't know maybe and i had a lot of near misses with book deals and tv shows and i had a lot of things that just never felt so right and so they never really got off the ground but they had all sorts of possibility and potential it's just they were missing that certainty and that clarity and that power. And, you know, as an astrologer, I can tell you sometimes we're in that valley and it isn't a matter of working harder or trying more or, you know, hiring a coach or getting more in touch with ourselves. Sometimes it's just you have to wait for a season to change. You know, just like right now, I'm sitting here in the pouring rain in Los Angeles, which <laughs> is a very unusual thing. Um, and I can't, you know, I can't go roller skating today. <laughs> And it's not my fault, right? So, mm -hmm. um, so sometimes there's that. There's a timing element, and uh, so, so for me, I followed, I followed that guidance, and I, I did exactly what they say to do in the secret. I laid down and I visualized meeting him, and I visualized it all working out, and I visualized it coming together, and it, and it happened in the most magical, miraculous way. And what really blew my mind, you know how they say, "What you want wants you too." Mm-hmm. I had I was introduced by a guy who was on my radio show, so like kismet, and we had one lunch, and he said to me over one lunch, you know, I've been looking for someone just like you. I've been looking for an astrologer with relationship coaching skills who can write and speak and who people trust, and I'm and you are exactly what I've been looking for. So he was exactly what I was looking for and I was exactly what he was looking for. And it was the shock of my life. I mean, it was just the shock of my life. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's fantastic. And I, I love the distinction you made of you'd had lots of kind of misfires where it's like, I know I need to do this, but I, that doesn't feel quite right. That's not quite it. But then you saw this one guy on TV and it was clear. This was the variation that was perfect for you. Right. And that's the yes, because, yeah, there's the yes that we like. We can rationalize. Yeah, I know I need to do this. So this must be my yes. No, your yes is so obvious. You feel it. It's visceral. Well, and your yes isn't necessarily even your idea. It springs mm -hmm. from a place that isn't it, it. You're not generating the yes. You're 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 responding to the yes. If you get it. Yeah. Yeah, and the same, you know, people say, how did you decide to marry your husband? I didn't decide. It was not a decision. It was, I became aware that we were married. My husband said to me this morning, by the time we got married, we were already married. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had a client say to me the other day, yeah, you know, my boyfriend, he's just not doing enough, and he's just not giving enough, so I'm going to tell him that he has to marry me or we have to break up. And I said, holy shit snacks, pardon my <laughs> French kid. 
you don't you don't give an ultimatum to the guy you're not getting enough from. That's not the guy you marry. Because oh. getting married isn't going to change anything. You're just going to have like a, you're going to be stuck with that guy. It's yeah. the guy who you're already married. That it's already so obvious this is the guy. Like only give ultimatums to the guy who's making you so perfectly happy. <laughs> But that guy you won't have to give an ultimatum to. So, anyway, aren't we nuts, Ken? <laughs> well, it's not for me to make that decision, but I certainly see some interesting behaviors, and I've been there, too, you know, where it's like, seriously, that's what I was up to? Right. <laughs> what was I thinking? Yeah, we, we all go through that, but that's why, that's why you know, we're out there helping each other out so that hopefully we can save people from some of the pain we've been through. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you again. These have been great stories. Thank you for sharing those, Carol. Ah, uh, thanks, Ken. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Breakthrough relationship coach Larry Michael joined us and shared that when you follow a clear yes, it will take you so much further than you ever imagined. Well, Larry, I would love it if you would do us a huge, huge favor. You, you were so amazing in your interview. You shared so much incredible information. What I'd love for you to do now is help us illustrate the importance of following your yes, that internal guidance that we all have. And, and I'm actually going to ask you to start with a story of when you did not follow your yes. So maybe at the time, you know, you didn't realize you had a yes, but when you look back, you're like, geez, that was so clear. My gut was telling me exactly what to do, and I still didn't do it. Tell us about that time. Hmm. Can I, I've got so many of these. <laughs> that that I kind of uh, there was a time in my life when I went this is the indication of how stubborn I am I had so many of them mm. um, you know I, I just, I, I'm I'm trying to pick which of the specific stories but uh, I'm going to pick one that that had both emotional and physical ramifications mm, okay um, because at it, it, this time in my life I'm really realizing that. Uh, almost all of the physical pain, even our aging, happens, accelerates when we're emotionally not in our yes. And um, I was in a relationship and it was not going well and um, I was having a lot of difficulty with it and I was holding it all inside. And one of those periods when I was holding it all inside, I decided like in this very cold winter night to like just go sit out at the water and just think my way through it and and I didn't want to be anywhere and my body was saying you should not be out here you should not be out here this is not a good place to be you don't have enough clothing on for this and but I was just emotionally in it and at the same time in my head I'm going you know stop beating yourself up here take care of yourself mm -hmm. and um but I fought it right I fought it because I just I I just didn't know how to get out of the emotions fully. And, I, and everything was screaming at me getting out. Well, I ended up getting walking pneumonia. Oh, jeez. And, and I, I literally ended up in the hospital almost two and a half months later. Wow. I mean, this is how stubborn I was with it, where I finally just went, there's something really wrong. And I walked into the hospital, and, and they, almost, they thought I had bronchitis. They thought there was something really bad because of the just 
the condition I was in. But I had emotionally just like, okay, I just was emotionally upset. I'm going to be fine. I get healthy. I heal quickly, blah, blah, blah. And I just was not listening to my body. But I, it, ultimately, I was not listening to my emotions. Everything about everything, when I look back, it was like, <laughs> it was, it's like there was constant signs, you know, take care of yourself, listen, follow your yes. You know this isn't right, so, you know, take care of yourself and and stop trying to push, you know, a square peg into a round hole. And, you know, so the result was that it, it impacted my business because it shut me down and it damn near killed me mm -hmm. just by not listening. And, you know, I look back at that now, I go, I will never ignore my body like that again. And, and probably even more important is that when my body's saying something to me, it's saying, don't ignore what's going on in your head. Yes. You know, and that, that was a really big message to me is that discovering how much illness, dis-ease we hold in our bodies. I mean, if you've got any kind of chronic pain, <laughs> if, if you've got like a, a back pain or a knee pain or a meniscus or something that keeps coming back and it's lasted more than seven months, guess what? <laughs> that is not a physical thing. Yeah. That's an emotional thing, right? And and it means you got to go and find out where that emotion's coming from and take care of your body. That's the medical work to start doing. Because our doctors don't do that with us. They, the medical institution's not designed to do that. Shamans are designed to do that. You know, <laughs> and, and it, it sounds like kind of a funny term. To me, an old country doctor is a shaman. Because <laughs> you used to go into those guys and they'd look at you and they'd go, oh, Larry, what in the world's going on with you? And what do I say? You haven't even taken my pulse yet, you know? They're just as capable as any modern-day shaman because that's what they did. They yeah. allowed themselves to see and feel other people's dis-ease. And so, you know, we need to be able to do that for ourselves. Yeah. No, I, I love that story, Larry, because I think, all of us have denied what our bodies told us before, <laughs> at least once, um, probably a thousand times or more. And the huge ramifications that can have, and in your case, you know, it was literally almost lethal that you were just fighting it and fighting it and fighting it and fighting it until it shut you down. And you had to stop everything to get better because there was no more denying it. So thank you yeah. for sharing how big that can actually snowball. Um, because it is, it, it can really get huge. But let's flip this around and take us to a time when you you had a clear yes, and not only did you recognize it, but you did follow it. What happened then? <laughs> uh, got in a word, bliss. Mm. <laughs> um, wow. Anytime I've got a clear yes and I followed it, I'm always surprised, Ken, at how far beyond my expectations or my imagination I get taken. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know, I may have in my head like this incredible psychic feeling that this is what's going to happen if I go that route. Um, but if, even when I step out of that and I just allow myself to go the direction that my body and my emotions and my heart, especially my heart, is taking me, I am, I, I am always blown away by what comes to be. I mean, always. It, and 
and and it doesn't have to be a huge like oh my god i never thought that was going to happen the world's going to change it could be little subtle things mm-hmm. but it's always more than i anticipated and it's and it's like the piece that comes up and it's just the word that comes to mind as i'm thinking about this is it reminds me how important gratitude is mm. that you know every time that happens i'm in deep gratitude for just I'm in gratitude for the people in my life and I'm in gratitude for my own ability to get out of my freaking way. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like I have to it's okay to thank yourself, I think sometimes. It's yeah. really okay to to be really thankful that, you know, I took care of myself and I worked out or I ate the right food or I I got out of my way with those thoughts and just allowed myself to experience because oh my God, look what I got. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, as you were saying, like the things like I ate the right food or I took care of myself, one of the things that comes up for me oftentimes that whenever I bring this up to people, they fight it so hard is I took a nap. Oh, Just, naps like, are awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I am not capable of doing anything right now. I'm trashed. I need to, I need to rest. I'm going to go lay down for 20 minutes or whatever. And be like, oh, I can't possibly do that. <laughs> you know, we, we're just so hard on ourselves. And I saw something on, I think it was Facebook last year that just was hilarious. Cause you know, there's all these challenges out there, 30 days of this or 30 days of that. It was the 30 day nap challenge. <laughs> That's great. And it started with laying down for one minute. Wow. And I'm like, yeah, cause some people won't even let themselves do that. So oh, I was one of those people. Yeah, I was too. I was definitely one of those people. And and now, like, if I'm sitting at my desk, and sometimes I'm in my desk too long, I, like, my body will say, just get up and go lay down. Mm-hmm. And and I, uh, I'm being honest, I'll fight it <laughs> for a yeah. little while. But then, you know, then I just go, oh, yeah, okay, just go do it, because you're not going to get anywhere here. And, and I will. I'll go take a 15-minute nap, which is sometimes really hard to get out of. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But I'll tell you, man, once you finally get back up, it's it's almost like someone gave you another day of life. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually... A, yeah. So did you do the challenge? This is so great. Did you, like, start it, you know, a minute and then move I, I up to... I didn't because I'd already gotten comfortable with naps. <laughs> oh, okay. I'd become friends with naps. But it was funny because I would mention this to people. I'm like, oh, I'm just always so tired. I'm like, well, why don't you do this 30-day nap challenge? They're like, nope, couldn't do it. And I don't know if it's a stigma that naps are for kids or whatever, but it was so fascinating because I'm like, well, I mean, it's really not that big of a risk. Can you just let yourself, oh, no, I, I, I don't want to do that. Well, so, you just said something really fun. What's that? Which is that, that stigma that naps are for kids. Yeah. I kind of like that statement because I think some of the biggest mistakes we make as adults is we forget yeah. to have a child's mind. Yeah. And, you know, if we allow the kid back into us, and the most fun thing for me, Ken, when people ask me what's the difference between you now and when you were a four-year-old, I say, this, my sandbox is bigger. Mm. <laughs> I'm still a kid in a sandbox, but it's a lot bigger. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and I, you know, I got to remember to get in it. So I think, you know, naps are for kids. Yeah. Be a kid. Go take a nap. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. You just reminded me there was a, um, an interview years ago with, do you remember Jerry Lewis? Oh, yeah, I love Jerry was, Lewis. He was totally a kid, right? He was just the goofiest, kiddiest guy you could see. And they said that he would invite people to his birthday party, and it always was an invitation to his eighth birthday party, no matter how old he was. 
<laughs> and he great. would have all the stuff you did as a kid. And his mindset was, you got to stay a child. And he uh -huh. said one of his happiest moments is when his daughter, who, you know, just like, you know, being Robin Williams' kid or anybody else, you're probably like, wow, this is a challenge having to have that person as my parent because they're so out there. But it was amazing because he said his, you know, his kids are always like, dad, you're so goofy. Why don't you act like an adult? And he's like, I didn't know. That's the worst thing I could do. And his daughter sent him an invitation. She was like 45 years old and sent him an invitation saying, would you come to my eighth birthday party? Oh my God. It gives me chills. Yeah. He's like, she finally got it. I was so ecstatic because before she was all worried about how people would think of her or whatever. And she's like, you're right. Like, I'm so serious now i'm an adult i don't have any fun anymore i want to have an eighth birthday party too oh well ken you know i i had totally forgot that jerry lewis did that and i have a birthday coming up i'm gonna have an eighth birthday party thank you nice. so much for sharing that <laughs> that is so cool awesome that is so awesome. cool very cool well larry this has been awesome thank you so much for your stories and, and helping us illustrate that the importance of that internal guidance and trusting it and moving forward you're so welcome. Thank you. Thank you to all my guests for sharing their stories of the benefits of following their yes. And for you listening, I invite you to take what you just heard about the importance of following your yes and apply it to what you heard this week on the show. Chances are there was something that clicked for you when you were listening to our interviews this week. What I invite you to do is to implement it. It doesn't matter if it's changing a behavior or a belief you've been operating from Maybe it's looking into one of the resources or books that our guests recommended. Whatever your yes was from the material you heard from our guests this week, take it and act on it. And if you missed any of the interviews this week, simply go to speakingofpartnership.com and enter the guest's name in the search bar. It'll take you directly to the recording of their interview. You can view their show notes and find all the links to the resources they mentioned. Follow Your Yes Friday is all about you taking the next two days and applying something that you learned on the show this week. Follow up on something that caught your attention, where you thought, man, this is good. This, this could really make a difference in my life. Whatever that yes was, this is your compass telling you this is your best path. So follow it. From all of us here at Speaking of Partnership, we invite you to take your yes and take action on it today. Peace. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace. <laughs>